Welcome to Crystal Clear Finances, where we understand that finances can be confusing, but you don't have to face it alone, and you can have confidence for every financial decision. My name is Crystal Langdon. I'm a certified financial planner, qualified kingdom advisor, fiduciary, founder of Crystal Clear Finances, and I'm honored to be your host for the next 30 minutes. Well, if you've been listening to me for the past month or so, you know we have been on this subject, how to retire and stay retired. So I encourage you, if you haven't seen this series, go to our YouTube channel, if you're not there already, and watch all of our YouTube programs. And those of you who are listening to me by radio and you haven't subscribed to our YouTube channel, why not? So I would encourage you to go there, click subscribe, and then every time we talk about pertinent information like this, like staying retired once you get there, you'll be notified. And I also want to encourage you, if you don't have access, you can always go to crystalclearfinances.com, go to our radio channel, and you can listen to us that way. So let's dive in because we have been taking time to talk about this subject, about being able to retire and to stay retired. And where we're focusing right now is, okay, I figured it out. I know I'm short by this much. What do I do? Where do I get that money from? Well, probably what happened is that you may have taken up all your investments, added up all the totals, and then said, okay, well, if I take an income stream from that total, I'll be fine. And then you said, okay, well, then now I'm going to retire. But here's the deal. Yes, we know all the totals in your investments. But it's not as simple as just saying, okay, I'm going to mix it up like a cake. I'm going to pour it out and everything will be fine and I'll live happily ever after. Oh, I wish that would be true. But what really happens is we need to take time and we need to be able to look and say, well, which is the best investment to use at this time? What does this investment actually do for me? So when it comes to this component, when it comes to investments, I would talk to your advisor about two things. Number one, understanding everything you have in this account. And that's what we spent the last two weeks doing. And I wanna talk just briefly on that before we go into the second point. And the second point says, okay, now that I understand everything that I've put into this account, how do I be most efficient with it? See, if we spend the wrong thing too soon or too much, we could actually put ourselves in a position where we run out of resources before we run out of retirement. And people are living longer and we want you to have a good retirement. So that means we need to be careful, we need to understand what we own and then how to use it the most efficient way. Now, last week we talked about how we looked at annuities and stocks and mutual funds and ETFs and bonds and income notes. We didn't give examples of alternative investments. We just said, make sure you count them. We talked about the fact that business is actually an investment, that you don't have to throw a bunch of money in the stock market to invest in other people's businesses. You probably could invest in your own. And then we also talked about the importance of real estate being counted during your calculating of everything of your investments. What I do want to bring to the table and talk about just briefly is understanding when you're looking at these investments and you're writing them down, one of the things that we need to keep in mind is the liquidity of each investment. Now, why would liquidity even be important? When you retire, there's going to be so much good stuff that you can participate in. 
Oh my word, everything that you wanted to do, those different things, the travel, go visit the grandkids in the middle of the day, all the extra goodies that you wanna do, that's all there. But what we have to realize is, one of the things that's not there is remember, remember if you wanted to go get that truck, you've been bugging your wife, you bugged and bugged and bugged her, and finally she caved in and you went to go get that truck. You sit down with them and they tell you what the loan amount is and you say, okay, that's good. And they run your credit check and they're like, okay, here's the keys, you got the truck. It was pretty simple, right? Probably the hardest part was convincing your spouse you needed it. But when you retire, it's different. They don't say, when they say, oh, okay, you want a truck? Believe me, they still want to sell it to you. You're just looked at differently because when you say, they say, so how much money do you make? What's your job? And you say, I'm retired. I make nothing. I'm actually spending down everything I've saved all my life. They look at you funny and they tend to not really want to give you money. And we have to think those things. We have to realize, okay, as we're going in retirement, and this shouldn't scare you, it should just make you realize that being a pre-retiree, someone in the accumulation phase is looked at differently than someone in the retirement distribution phase from a point of, are you a credit risk? Are you a loan risk? Because with someone else, they can say, hey, <laughs> They haven't retired. They can work till they're 100. I'll get my money back. But if you're already retired and you're taking out a loan that would take till age 100 to pay it back, they might not be too happy on that. So why am I talking about this? Well, because when we plan for retirement and you look at that investment bucket, not only should you say, okay, what investment do I have? What is its purpose? You want to ask, is it liquid? Can I get to it easily? Do I have enough liquidity? Because I usually, usually, there may be another way, but usually if you're retired, it's not easy to go get more money unless you go back to work. And what was the name of our whole series? It was like how to retire and stay retired, not how to retire, get unretired, then retire again. We're not going there. I don't want you to go there. We wanna be able that you can stay retired. So liquidity is a big area. The other, and one of the things that I call, this is reversible decisions. When you're in retirement, it's harder to have reversible decisions. What do I mean by that? Well, when you're working and you have extra money and you make a mistake or you start going down a path and you're like, oops, my bad, and you back the bus up, right? Well, you're still working, so you can kind of help. You can't recapture all that money, but you can kind of get some of that money back and then you get back on the right lane. It's a reversible decision. All right, I, I should have done it this way. I thought this was the right way, but now I'm correcting it. It's harder to make reversible decisions when you're in retirement. So we want to be very careful with that. And that brings me to the discussion of understanding when you're looking at your investment, you want to look, yes, if there's liquidity, but understand the different risks that are involved. So if you forget everything that I said, and you're just like, hmm, I wonder what this program is about today. I would say just this is the point. There are different types of risk. We get so quick when we're preparing for retirement to avoid the market risk that we open ourselves up to other risks. 
I just wrote down a few that came to the top of my head. Purchasing power risk, currency risk, liquidity risk, longevity risk, inflation risk. So we're over here saying, oh, I'm going to retire. I better get everything out of the market. Okay, so out of the frying pan, possibly into the fire. I love that one that I just said, the longevity risk. People don't think of that one. Our hope is that when you retire, boy, you spend 30, 40 years enjoying it, making memories and just being able to embrace a new season of life. But longevity means that you may live a very long time and are your investment assets positioned to do that. That's why you've heard us talk sometimes about annuities. That's why you've heard us talk about, mm, maybe you don't wanna lock everything up in one place. We've gotta keep all these different types, currency, inflation, all the taxes, that's a whole risk right there. All of those need to be brought into consideration as we transition into the next step, which is, okay, this is what I have. I understand the liquidity or lack of liquidity on some of them, right? That would be businesses, real estate, a lot of times accredited investments. There's a lot of lack of liquidity. So you might say, oh yeah, I've got a business, real estate, and an accredited investment. I got plenty of money. But if you're retiring and you need an income stream and they're not in the phase where they dis distribute, that might not work. So we want to make sure we take care of that. want to be aware of it. So now what we want to do is now that we've identified, now that we know liquidity risk, we know the other types of risks associated with it. Now we begin to look at how do I be more efficient with this? So what I'm going to do, we're going to take a quick 60 second break and then we come back, we're going to spend the entire rest of the program going over the fact of there are ways to make sure that you are being the most efficient with your resources because the goal is what? That's right. You want your resources to last as long as your retirement. So you retire and stay retired. Tic-tac-toe, three in a row. Did you win or lose the first time you played? This is Crystal Langdon with today's Financial Gem. When you don't know the rules of the game, it's easy to end up on the losing side. But once you understand the rules, you can play more efficiently. Finances are the same. It has rules, and those who understand them benefit. And those who don't, well, unfortunately, they seem to miss out on getting three in a row. Take time to learn the rules of finances. Understand what works, what doesn't, and why. Call Crystal Clear Finances at 518-433-7181 and gain confidence for every financial decision. You can win at finances. And we're back with more Crystal Clear Finances. Today, we are talking about, hey, how to get retired and stay retired. And one of the keys is focusing on what investments do you have and making sure not only do you understand what investments you own, but also taking into account, okay, how liquid are they? And taking into account all the other different types that are risky out there. Because I know in the past, there was many rumors of saying, oh, you're retiring? Well, then you should move everything to bonds. And hopefully you have moved past that to say, well, wait a minute, why don't I see what's going on in the world? Why don't I see what's going on in my life and decide what's the best decision for me? So I wanna spend the last half of this program going over and saying, okay, now that you know what you have, 
Now let's talk about how do we become the most efficient with this. Now, this is just a high overview on this. This is, but this is also a sneak peek of what we do with our clients here at Crystal Clear Finances. We start meeting with them, oh goodness, at least nine months in advance. Now we've been meeting with them annually. When they're getting closer, it's like semi-annually, but the year when they're going to retire, Oh, the meetings start stepping up because we're running numbers. They're all of a sudden remembered that they have a cabin in the woods that they have to account for what their expenses are. They can't believe that they spend this much money. All of that comes into effect. So let's talk about some of the discussions that I have with them and you should be having with your financial advisor. And of course, if you don't have one, we would love to serve you. If you enjoy what you've been hearing, then I would encourage you, give us a call at 518-433-7181 and let's talk. Now, one of the things that we talk about with our clients is we talk about helping them understand market cycles. Now I know because compliance watches our YouTube videos to make sure they give approval before we air them. I know we cannot guarantee that the market is going to follow this cycle that has followed up until this day. I mean, it might drastically change tomorrow and then not follow a cycle. It's always followed. So there is things that could happen, but let's just pretend, shall we? All right, so here's what happens. So you have a peak. So think of a mountain peak, right? It's the top. This is where everybody's loving life in the market. You can close your eyes, hire a monkey. Well, I don't know if you could hire a monkey, but you could close your eyes, take a dartboard, throw a dart and pick whatever stock and 10, it could, it could make you money, right? So things are good. Nobody's worried. Everybody's overpaid and overspending. Then the lovely contraction begins like, oh, wait a minute, I, I don't like that. They just raised the price over there. Well, I still have plenty of money, but boy, I don't like that store anymore. And pretty soon it's, I don't like that store and I don't like that store and I don't like this store because prices are starting to come up and you get contraction pains like this hurts. And people start getting laid off because organizations and businesses say, huh, this is hurting my bottom line. I, I really don't like this. So how do I make my bottom line happy again? Well, I get rid of people. And so layoffs start coming. Then we go down the circle. And now we're at the bottom, six o'clock if you were looking at a clock. And this is what they call the trough. And the trough is life is not fun. I've lost money in the stock market on my paper, not necessarily in reality if you didn't sell it, but my paper shows I've lost 20%. Hmm, I wonder if I could give an example. When was the last time that happened? Oh, like now, right? We're in that trough between five and seven o'clock. We don't know if that's really where we are, but kind of feels like it, like this stinks. I wanna get out of this. I am not happy. I can't buy what I want. I can't spend what I want. And my money is now tighter and I'm losing money and I can't stop the bleeding. That's how people feel during a trough and many other feelings that I'm not gonna say on radio that people have a frustration. But if you're retired and you're understanding this cycle, it's so important. Then eventually in the past, so there's no promise that this would happen in the future, but every other time in the past, you come out of the trough and then you go into expansion. Huh, wow. I. My money actually growed. It grew it, it. It expanded. My statement's going a little bit higher. Oh, I, I just got a 3% raise at work. Oh, this happened. Oh, I got something that was on sale. And all of a sudden, 
oh, I'm a little bit happy. And then it starts growing and wow, this is actually turning around and I'm actually making money. You making money, I'm making money. And before you know it, you're back up at 12 and everybody's making money. And we totally forgot that there was a trough in our lives. Kind of think about when people have babies, right? They have the contraction. Oh, the moms remember that. And then they have labor at six o'clock where get this thing out of me. Not that any mom really feels that way. But then, right, you go through that trough time. Then they come out of it and they forget the pain that they went through. People are like that with the stock market. It's like they go through this pain of the down times and they're like, I'm never forgetting. I'm always going to save money in the future. And in the future, I'll have money that's outside the market. So I'll be ready for this until it gets good again. And then we're spending all the money and they forget. And then this is the scary part, at least for women. Hello, when we've had kids, when we start going in, we're like, oh, that's the contract. Yep, I know what's about to happen here. But people who have been through market cycles over and over and over, it's like this is the first time it ever happened. And what will ever happen? Will the world dissolve? Guys, how many times have we been through this? Over and over. And yet we seem to rec not to recognize it for what it really is. Now, those of you who are watching know that I'm in upstate New York. And some of you I can see from the YouTube that you are like all over the country. And so maybe you don't relate to this, but up here in New York, we have things called winter in Northeasterners. And that is not a person, it is a storm. And when these storms come in, like New Yorkers know what to do. So here's how it goes. We have our summer, everything's really cool. Then we have fall. If you went traveling this weekend, it was full of leaf peakers, bless the Lord. And so these leaf peakers were there and everything's beautiful, but you know what comes after that? is our winters, and that's when our storms come. Now, sometimes winter is gracious, and winter comes and it like does a little flurries, and it's a white Christmas, we all sing our songs and we're so happy, and then it's just kind of like chilly, so we wear our coats, and then before we know it, winter's over and we're good to go. And then we have some winters, do you guys remember this one? When it started in October, we had our first snowstorm, right? And it broke the trees and all this craziness happened. We were out of electricity, right? It started in October, October, November, December, January, February, March, April, like this thing would never end. So it went October to April. Okay, when we were looking at that, Individuals did not say, oh my gosh, the world is going to dissolve. They just said, would this winter thing end so I can get on with my life? And guess what? It did. We didn't stay in winter forever. When we're looking at the stock market, guys, we have to remember the same thing. There's really nothing new under the sun. Maybe it's a different person or a different government that's doing it. It's different technology, but in essence, there's really nothing new. And we follow a pattern that goes through it. The thing is, is that we've got to wake up and realize in this pattern that we've seen stuff like this before and not be so alarmed by it. You know what I think part of it is, and this was a newsletter I sent out to my clients, and I talked to them about that we have a cycle that we go through, which is not guaranteed, <laughs> but we've always followed it. And in this, you're at different phases in your life. 
you could be in a phase where you're young. You're just getting invested and you're like, this is so awesome that we are in the trough because I am scooping up stocks like there is no tomorrow. I am buying investments where they're 40% off and I am excited. Okay, well, let's give this 10 years from now and let's take that same person. Now that same person is like, ah, well maybe let's say 10, 20 years. Now they got kids, right? And they got to get them to college and they're kind of looking at that, but their focus is over here. So the market goes through that trough and they're like, this is annoying, but you know what? I'll find a better job and they face it different. So first phase of their life, not worried, so excited, it's on sale. Huh. Second one, oh, this is annoying, but I'm, I'm focusing on getting my kids. And what happens is after they get their kids to college, they're in what I call the 15-year dash, where everything that I should have done, that I could have done, that I would have done, now I'm going to do it. And they are just trying to put as much as they can just in the stock market, so they're not even using other vehicles. Everything's piling into there. Now that cycle comes and they go through the trough and it's earth shattering oh my gosh, what in the world is happening? I can't afford to have this done. One of the things we have to understand, if everything we're putting, everything that we're preparing for retirement is in the yellow tank, it's in the stock market, which the stock market's risky. You can say, well, I'm gonna be in bonds in the stock market. Let's say it together. Stock market is risky, even if we're putting bonds in it. Why do you think when you meet with a financial advisor, you have to sit down and talk about your risk tolerance and your risk tolerance as a young professional just starting out to a mom and dad who are trying to put kids in college to a person who's tired and wants to retire, their patience is pretty low. So here's one way that we can just kind of make this a smoother ride is to realize that the stock market isn't the answer for everything. When we've put, we put everything into the stock market, we haven't diversified. We have to diversify out of the stock market. We have to have savings that we can touch that's not at risk. We have to have the proper components. It's like um, a grid and you have to make sure there's something in each one of the buckets because we don't know where the sun's gonna shine. So even in the Bible, it talks about diversification. If you go to Ecclesiastes, because we don't know which way it's gonna come, so we're going to be prepared. These are keys that we have to begin saying, okay, this winter that we're in right now that started at the beginning of the year, it's taking forever. I've gone through two gloves, one snow shovel, and I can't stand it anymore. But guess what? We may have some more bumps before we're done with this. And if we can begin to say, all right, what can I do over here to make this ride a little bit smoother? And here's the key. You may not be able to do it right now. You may be stuck in this winter season and you got one pair of gloves. Use it wisely. But here's the deal. When we come back out of this, we need to go buy more gloves. When we come out of this, we have to remember, oh, I didn't like it down there. And now what I'm going to do is prepare for in case, because we can't guarantee that this will happen, that it will follow the same pattern. But in case it happens again, you can be prepared by having the proper things in place. What do I think is the proper in place? Okay, if you've been listening to me for 25 years, you already know this answer, right? So I'm just believing you know the answer. 
Crystal, the answer would be is that we would want to have savings outside the market that's growing with uninterrupted compounding interest tax-free so that when the market's down, we have someplace else to go with. We want to be in position A, which is to have the, the resources and the income that we have today in the future adjusted for inflation. Well, that requires both savings and investments. And we have to have a balanced approach in life. Everything comes back down to that balance, right? If we, we don't have winter all year long and we have different tools for different types of the seasons, we've got to diversify and do what uh, can help us be positioned for the next time around. All right, so we've talked about the fact that we've got to understand how the market works. To me, that's important when I'm looking at your investments, right? And we're gonna pour some out so that we can make up that shortage so you can get retired and stay retired. Well, where are we in the market cycle? I wanna be careful that I'm not selling anything on you when you're in the five to seven period, right? If you're looking at the clock, I know I'm using so many analogies, but if we're in that time, and we're hovering where it's five to seven, can't figure out if it's going backwards or going up, right? It's just hanging out there. Then I want to be careful whatever investments I'm going to take are not going to be impacted by that. That's why I need to have other savings on hands. That's working for you. The other thing that I want to talk about is in our philosophy when we're meeting with a client, if you've seen our personal economic model where we talk about the money that flows into a person's life and how a portion of it goes up into the yellow tank and the portion goes up into the green tank and the green tank is safe, it's got a lid on it, that thing we're not worried about any type of market risk or keeping up with cost of living per se, we have tax-free compounding interest, we have these valves that we use. And when we see that the market's down, we stop systematic withdrawals for a retiree from that one, we go over to the green tank. We take the money from the safe money and we use that to bring an income stream. And by safe, for compliance purposes, I am saying safe based upon the guarantee of the company that's invested in, but it's not invested in the market. Understanding which of your investments are in the yellow tank, which are in the green tank, how much you have in the green tank and the proper type of protection allows you to prepare for retirement and position yourself to be able to stay retired. Now, one of the other areas that I look at is I look at tax strategies. And I know we're going over a lot of information. I guess my point would be, and I want to talk about the tax strategies just briefly, is that planning for retirement is so much more than just putting money in some type of fund or some type of index. What it's doing, it's saying, okay, I'm creating a bucket of different types of investments that should be intentional, that you've sat with your advisor and said, what type of investments? Should I have tax-free, tax-deferred, or taxable? And talk through each component of it. Because when you get to retirement, so many people have to call because they had very large 401ks, which we rolled over to IRAs. And they call and they say, Crystal, I need $3,000. And I know I'm going to have to take it from their IRA. And so I say, okay, no problem. We'll have $3,000. Do you want me to also withhold 20% for federal and 10% for state? And they say, no, I don't really want you to. But yes, do that so I don't have a new big tax bill next year. 
And so what that did is that actually took out more out of their account. What if in working together, we were able to create it where you had a tax-free account where when you called and said, Crystal, I need 3,000, I said, great, here's the 3,000. I didn't have to ask you what taxes you want withheld. Knowing how to put them in the right investments before you get to winter, before you get to five to seven, whatever that spot would be, is critical. There are things that we can do. We can do tax loss harvesting. We can look to see what your cost basis is. We can look to see how we can do charitable gifting. There's a lot of ways that we can help in that five to seven area. We can help as you prepare for retirement, but you have to first begin the process. And my encouragement, I know we've spent six weeks on this subject and we've just scratched the surface. My encouragement to you is if you have a financial advisor you trust, go meet with them. If you don't have a financial advisor you trust, then give us a call. We'd love to sit down with you. We'd be honored to serve you. Our number here is 518-433-7181. And I wanna encourage you, join us again next week as we continue to provide financial clarity so that you can have confidence for every financial decision. Thank you and God bless. This program is for educational purposes only. We understand that finances are complex. Facing them alone causes stress, resulting in wrong choices, missing out on opportunities, and having to settle for a lower standard of living. At Crystal Clear Finances, our team approach focuses on providing clarity and confidence so you can make the right financial decisions. Investment advisory and financial planning services are offered through AlphaStar Capital Management, LLC, an SEC-registered investment advisor. Crystal Clear Finances and AlphaStar are separate and independent entities. SEC registration does not constitute an endorsement of the firm by the commission, nor does it indicate that the advisor has attained a particular level of skill or ability.